Hello everyone, welcome to the Hormone Helper Podcast. I'm Coach Andrew, your Hormone Helper from Fit For All Fitness. I personally coach over 1,600 men and women to help better understand their hormones so they can lose weight and get their metabolism back on track. With this podcast, you're going to hear from me and my special guests about everything from metabolism to thyroid to weight loss, and we even talk a little bit of sexy time as we chat to spread more knowledge thick like butter on your hormones. If you're ready to learn, I'm ready to share, so let's do this. Welcome to today's podcast where we are going to be talking about what goes on behind the back of your eyelids when you close them. So I'm so excited for this to be day one of the five-day challenge that we are hosting on this podcast. Sleep is incredibly important and it's not just for your recovery, it's also for your metabolism. But there are so many people, clients included, you know who you are, who are still shorting themselves of sleep so that way they can take that time and be more productive with it, whatever that looks like. So sleep is a funny thing for me to talk about, and that's because normally by nature, I'm actually a huge night owl. Typically, I used to spend from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. having the highest amount of energy, and for the longest time, I used to use that as my peak working window for my business and for my strength training. Although I think at some level, I'm still a night owl, now I have the ability to actually natural function better in the morning, and I've been able to shift my sleep cycle to allow me to wake up at 4.30 a.m. and go to bed around 9 p.m., which is good for me. When I chat with clients and business friends about that sleep schedule, though, they literally laugh at me in my face when they hear that I'm in bed 9 p.m. to 9.30 being the latest. I get comments like, you're an old person. Try doing that when you have kids. Or my favorite, oh, your business must be doing well if you don't have to work late like I do. I love that one. That one's my favorite because you really get to see someone's priorities and you get to hear their mentality by the speech that they use. I'm very, very big into picking up cues, cues from people's body language, cues from people's speech, because it really says what they really feel about that as well too. So it's common for people to cut time from their sleep. After all the saying I believe is you only have 24 hours in a day, right? So let's throw all the excuses out front and center as to why sleep needs to go. You run your own business. Cool. You have multiple kids with needs. Cool. Need a little more time to unwind. You're not tired yet, except you are. You didn't finish what you set out to do that day. You're running behind on work. You're always running behind your work. All I can say is if you want to go Grant Cardone mode on your business, at 50, you're going to be overweight, you're going to have a slow thyroid, and you're going to have terrible energy through the day. If you want to be a super mom who only puts kids first, no biggie. At nap time, serve yourself the side of high levels of anxiety and a very frustrating amount of stress or belly weight. Or how about binge watching Netflix every night? Well, you can finish the series and then finish off whatever's left of your metabolism and thyroid so your hormones grind to a halt. I don't know about you, but I'd rather not. So all I can say is, you are shorting yourself more than you know. So I hope when I talk about sleep today, it's going to help you. People think the main purpose of sleep is to rejuvenate your body, which it is, but it actually has a secondary and more powerful effect, which is to create more of a hormone called growth hormone. To understand that recovery and its hormone benefits, we need to go into a deep dive into your actual sleep cycle. So sleep cycle has four stages. In order to successfully go through each stage, the body has to pass certain checkpoints 
before moving on to the next one. In stage one, the body is in what we would call a light transition sleep. This is where drowsiness in your sleep starts and where the body starts to shut down your arms and your limb movement. This is kind of our dozing off stage and it normally lasts just one to five minutes, so small. During stage one, your body's not fully relaxed enough. The brain activities are still slowing down. You can kind of feel movements like twitches. It's really easy to wake somebody up at this stage, but if a person isn't disturbed, ideally, they move quickly into stage two. Now, for stage one, there is no recovery or rejuvenation that happens at all. So for you tossing in turners, well, guess what? You're not getting any recovery whatsoever. Now in stage two, the body enters a lower energy state and starts to drop in temperature. Your muscles start to relax, slowed breathing, slowed heart rate. And at the same time, the brain starts going through organ and main system checks to do basic repair on the recovery of those organs in your heart. So on a whole, your brain activity actually slows, but it kind of keeps itself active with short bursts to make sure that it can resist being woken up and woken up. Stage two sleep can last for about 10 to 25 minutes during the first sleep cycle. And each second stage that you successfully go through, because you're going to repeat these stages multiple times through the evening, it becomes longer and longer. So a person typically spends about half of their sleep time in stage two sleep. But stage two only allows you to repair what was broken or damaged from the day before. It does almost nothing for your body's continued growth. So now we go into a deeper stage called stage three. This is what is known as deep sleep, which is where the magic happens. You know that show, I believe it's MTV Cribs, where it's like, this is where the magic happens. Stage three, remember that, magic happens here. So this is where muscle tone, pulse, and your breathing rate, it starts to be able to shut down. And your brain activity during this period starts going into a pattern called delta waves. For this reason, this is what we call delta sleep or slow wave sleep. This stage is the critical restorative sleep, allowing for the bodily recover and allowing for body growth. And that's because during this phase only, we create a hormone called growth hormone. And guess what that hormone does? It boosts your immune system, creates more lean and dense muscle tissue, repairs neurons in the brain and other key bodily processes like helping your thyroid recover. It's stage three, holy cow, push past plateaus, perfect. And what helps, helps your metabolism and thyroid function and recover from deep amounts of stress. So besides exercising regularly, the only way to get into stage three and to increase your growth hormone levels is to successfully pass into this stage. Now we spend the most time in deep sleep during the first half of the night and during our early sleep cycles. So stage three commonly lasts 20 to 40 minutes. But here's the thing, as you continue sleeping, these stages get shorter and shorter. And the more time gets spent in the final phase, which we'll talk about, that's REM sleep. So there is a fourth stage for sleep although not many people get to stick in it for a long time. The fourth stage is REM sleep. That's called REM. REM sleep is our dream state. And certain people's brains are going to use this stage to do any extra recovery to the brain specifically while keeping the brain's thoughts busy. 
So most people get into the state, they dream, but many don't remember it. It only takes one to two minutes to come in and out of this stage, after which the entire process actually starts again. So your body is going to aim to go through each of these stages at least four to five times per stage. That is where the whole eight hours of sleep comes from. So each time you cycle through all of these stages, your body stays in them shorter and shorter each time meaning you get less recovery over your sleep also. Ideally, someone needs to make it to at least stage three for a total of five hours. So that means going through stage three, four to five times in order to get enough recovery to function. But you know what's crazy? Only 66% of Canadians make it past stage two sleep. If you were to speak to my high school math teacher, he'd tell you the same thing he told me. 66% Andrew is crap and we can do better. Yes, I was not a good math student. I was terrible, but we can do better than 66%. So let's just say I wasn't good at math growing up, but what that means close to 40% of people, they never make it to the stage where growth and brain recovery occur. This is how chronic fatigue happens. Over time, you continue to short yourself of true recovery and then your body has to adjust to the fact that the recovery you need isn't happening. So what happens when your growth hormone becomes low? Well, it often appears externally first as decreased muscle mass and decreased exercise capacity. Then it starts with increased hormonal fat storage. Then you start getting poor daily levels of energy. And then you start having increased markers and higher chance of cardiovascular issues. And then your bone mass decreases and your bone integrity decreases too. It's safe to say every one of these things sucks, but the tough part is that these issues don't come all at once or over the span of a month. They happen over years of shortening your sleep. Now that we know about how sleep actually works and what it does, I want to leave this podcast with four things that you can do to increase the quality of your sleep and better your growth hormone. So let's kick it off with number one. You're going to improve your sleep hygiene. Your sleep hygiene refers to how quickly you fall asleep and how long you fall asleep for. You want to avoid electronics for an hour before going to bed. Electronics stimulate your brain, so it makes it hard for you to start that cycle. You also want to make sure that your bedroom is slightly cooler than the rest of the home and to try and eliminate any light shining into your room. Blackout curtains are key for this. Me and Lorna have some at home. There's no light that goes through. So by decreasing the temperature and the light, we signal the brain that it is time to rest and to shut down. That is saving you time on your sleep stages to wind down. Number two, you're going to stick to a consistent wake up time and sleep time every day. When we alter the time we go to bed and wake up, the body tries to anticipate how long you need to sleep for. So you end up waking randomly or tossing and turning at night and broken sleep is worse than shortened sleep. As breaking sleep cycles in between means the body has to restart all the way from the first stage. It doesn't get to continue where it left off. So I'd recommend just setting your evening time first, your bedtime, as normally when you go to bed earlier, you tend to wake up earlier. Now, number three, Cut the caffeine after 2 p.m. 
Coffee is a stimulant that the body reads as fake energy. If taken too late in the evening, it's going to force your body to use all of the energy first before it can start the sleep cycles. This means you're going to spend a longer time awake in the evenings and you're going to have a harder time waking up in the morning. I personally hate dragging my ass around, so I limit caffeine to only one cup a day anyways. So remember, watch that coffee. Finally, number four, intake more melatonin and more magnesium in the evening. Melatonin is what your body uses at night to signal that it is time for you to go to bed. So if you take both magnesium and melatonin at night, your body is actually going to become naturally tired to tell you that it needs to rest. So magnesium is used to help the body make that transition signal from day energy to night energy for this. If you're not sure where to pick some up, Clean Basics or Supplement Brand has a really solid formula that's great for helping make that nighttime transition. I'll drop it in the link for you guys in the show notes so then that way I'm not blurting out a giant URL link. So as a recap, we're going to go over these here. Number one, sleep hygiene. You're going to select a bedtime and set a wake time. You're going to cut coffee after 2 p.m. and you're going to take your M&Ms, that's magnesium and your melatonin. And that is all for day one of this five-day challenge. Make sure you look out for the other four days as they are coming. Well, it seems I'm all out of info juice for today. That's all for this episode. And thank you so much for listening. Please leave a raving review for me if you've learned something good. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, if you're in the mood for some more great content and tools to get your hormones on track, why not check out our free Facebook group and the blog on our site? We do amazing weekly trainings in our group that me and my wife call Tea and Teachings that give good tips for anything hormones and metabolism related. It's also a great community where you get to share your goals and success with like-minded people just like you. I'll make sure to drop both the Facebook group link and the blog link in the show notes for you. Um, or if you're ambitious like me, the name of the group is Weight Loss and Balanced Hormones. Uh, it'll say fit for all beside it with a picture of me. So come and join us and have more fun.